I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and save you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under everybody and welcome back to the mass singer rahapa podcast we're here today to talk about season nine episode 13 aka the semifinals aka the robbery of the century aka i'm feeling a lot of emotions right now i am of course your host puya the coffee beans and ready to go once again and with me as always my lovely co-host it's liana the tea leaf boris liana how are you doing Oh my gosh, if only I could have read the tea leaves to predict what happened in this episode of The Mass Singer. Like, let me tell you something. I am gobsmacked. I am gagged. I am, I'm like genuinely shocked. The one outcome that, the one permutation that I had never thought of happening, that I had never accounted for, even as I was watching the episode, I still didn't even think that this was going to happen. Like I, I thought we were going to come on here and have absolutely nothing to talk about, but boy, howdy, do we have things to talk about? Yeah, so we're going to do the format a little different this week. It was the semifinal. The way they had it was all three performers had a song and then they did a, uh, you know, a three way battle royale and Mm -hmm. then a result and an unmasking. And then the night was called. So for today, I would like for us to talk about everything wherever we want to talk about, because I feel like that's, you know, to encapsulate the emotion and everything. (sighs) Screw the structure. okay? So top of the hour here, California role has been unmasked, has lost the competition and the California role was pentatonics. Okay. This is where I am genuinely surprised because here's the thing. I obviously had stake in this draft with California role and you know, I could come off biased if I'm talking about it, but thankfully I did hear Liana's thoughts as she reacted to the episode that we've seen. <laughs> and I know that, okay, it's not from a place of bias. I think I'm right here. Macaw should have gone home and Macaw okay, did not well, go home. Okay, like, let's not go that far. Okay? You literally yourself <laughs> said Macaw should have gone. Don't come here and act like you've changed it. Narratively, I told you that. You said you were like, yeah. And I was like, narratively, na- na- narratively. Okay. So here's the thing. Yes, 100%. Please on the money. California roll got eliminated. Everybody was shocked. I I also, okay, wait, hold on. I don't even know. Oh, okay. So I just have a lot of feelings. So here's what happened. I, well, 
Puya watched the episode earlier today. I yes. came home. It has been a grueling week at work for me. Like, brutal. I come home. I'm like, all right, let's just relax. Let's unwind. Let's watch a little bit of Mass Singer. Have a great podcast. Go into the BBKM finale. And I come home to this. I was so shocked. I genuinely, I stopped the episode right after the unmasking was announced. I went to Puya and I was like, what happened? Like, I, oh, all right. So one, obviously, I didn't think the California role was going to go home. Okay, so if the California role didn't go home, that leaves two options. That leaves Medusa, that leaves Macaw. I believe I predicted last week, Medusa, I thought was going to go home. We would have Macaw versus the sushi roll in the finale. Okay, lock it up. Then the main performances happened. And I was like, wow, Medusa did a really great job. I felt like they were setting us up for the macaw to be eliminated because the macaw went in the middle of the battle royale. Uh, They guessed David Archuleta. Like there were all the signs. All the signs were there for the macaw to go home. It was like the growth arc. Plus Puya mentioned this, which is you would have the battle of sushi rolls versus the Medusa again. So it's like, oh, that last battle from round one, we get to re-experience like everything as sad as I would have been to have the macaw go home. Everything in my being after watching this episode, thought there was no way the California or the sushi roll, California roll, whatever. I'm so mad. I don't even know their name. Out of all of these, we're going to go home. What? It's a lot. Okay. There is a lot. There is a lot. There is a lot. Um, now that we've gotten that part out of the way, Liana, let's follow the episode so we can fill anyone in that has not watched the episode as to where we went and how we ended up here. Okay. 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 So you keep saying sushi roll. I, it's been 13 episodes. They're the California roll, Liana. I, blame it on blame it on the emotion. Okay. I'm over. I'm I'm overwhelmed. I'm just saying when you're not overwhelmed, you're still botching names, but it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> Look, um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I'm really bad at names. It's like, no, you don't make an active effort to learn their names. So I do apologize to the California roll because they deserve to make it further in this game. So what I've what dawned on me at the on this episode that I really feel like is a thing that's that's canon now is that in my opinion the mass singer has kind of gone the way of American Idol the way of America's Got Talent Britain's Got Talent X Factor where the clue packages have been replaced completely by the emotional story of the performer right the struggles they may have had leading up to this moment and that's why I feel like the clue packages right now and for the last couple of weeks have really been a non-factor here. It continued here. California Roll does open up the show and they, I did not write the name of the song, Liana, but so do you have that? Wait, what do you mean? What song? The song that the California Roll performed. You mean Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, I I wasn't insulting the song. I just didn't write it down. Oh, yeah, of course. They did Breakaway. I guess I just watched the episode. So I'm like, how could you forget? They were so iconic. <laughs> it was a phenomenal performance to open up the show. I've, I mean, I said this last week. I'll say it again. It is an absolute cheat code to have five people harmonizing and doing the low notes while you do the high notes or doing the high notes while you're doing the low notes. It's incredible. And I thought they they killed the performance. They killed the start of the, the episode here. 
I agree with you. Okay, wait. So first, I want to go back to your comment about the um, the clue packages because I mean, this is something that because people were like being eliminated so quick, it was like either they tell you everything about that person and you can guess them immediately or they hide a lot of things and give very vague clues. It seems like based on the longevity of them in this competition. Like I go back and I look at the California rules, uh, uh, clues in this package. And the really only things that we get that are useful are number one, uh, on the like specials board with like five stars. So clearly they won something or were number one in something the playing horseshoes. And then the one other thing that I noticed was like, this is giving me flashbacks to the first time they performed together. And there was a quote that was like, oh my God, am I 19 again? So you could like do the math to be like, oh, what age was this group when they first got together? So that could give you a clue. But otherwise, especially with the Medusa, maybe a little bit with the Medusa, but the McCall also felt like not a lot going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I was going to say, like, so I can talk about the performance. Let's see if anything else to say about the clues. I mean, I genuinely still feel like the clues aren't giving us much. So, yeah. no, I agree. I no, I totally agree with you. Um, although, you know, the critique of the early show was like, oh, they gave so much away, especially when they were. T- can you imagine? Do you remember when they were doing the heights in season one? And it was like the heights of each. Oh, of the that was bad because that was very easy to figure <laughs> stuff out for sure. Yeah. Um, but I feel like. You know, we are getting to who the people are after the first clue package anyway, it feels like. Some of them mm-hmm. we need a second clue package, but yeah, so that's, definitely... you're not lowering it. If anything, you could scatter the clue package a little bit more. That way you're giving us new stuff every episode as opposed to, all right, for three episodes, we're giving you all the clues. And then after that, it's more so reflecting on the last round and then how mm-hmm. you feel being on the stage at this very moment in your career. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I know that this, I feel, I feel like this is not the episode because there's so much other stuff going on to not get into like the clue package methodology, but I do agree with you that I feel like it's like, there's gotta be a balance. However, you could see a situation where it's like, if I know the person, I know them regardless of how many clues I get. And if I don't know the person, I'm never going to guess them no matter how many clues I get. Although we have been able to narrow some down. So maybe I'm wrong on that. I mean, I feel like this season alone, there's been a lot of performers that I only was able to get because of a second clue on the second week that like connected some more dots. Yeah. Okay. So maybe there's a way around it, but I digress. So yes, Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. So my first reaction to the performance was like, oh my gosh, I already love this. I felt like they, you know, the staging allowed them to really just focus on all of the harmonies because they didn't have to do any like real choreography. And I love the way that they were sort of staged throughout the audience where they had the one sushi roll in the middle and then they had the four other little California rolls. Sorry, California rolls. They had the four other little California rolls on the outsides. And I thought that, you know, there was no need for the backup dancers. They were able to really just focus on the performances, the performers, the five sushi rolls, California rolls. And then I thought that the lighting was also very cool. The lighting was cool. The diamonds in the background, the motif I did enjoy quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole silver vibe, which, by the way, the whole silver vibe of the semifinals, I was like, oh, is this because gold is going to be next week? Because it's like the semifinals 
even though technically it should be bronze because it's the third place person, but whatever. And oh, the backup dancers. So were their heads supposed to be the trophy? Like the 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 golden mass trophy, but like silver? Um, I'm not sure. Because they look like little Playboy bunnies. Like, I don't know if it was the white part of it. They look like little rabbits. And that's all I could see. I mean, I know they didn't really utilize the backup dancers except for the last performance. But anyway, I digress. Okay. So, yeah. So let me just conclude overall by saying I thought this the California Rolls did a really great job. I love the arrangement of the song. This was just so fun. It was incredibly fun. It was a good time. And I uh, very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a great opener to the show. And then the judges seemed to feel the same way. There was mentions that they love how they made the song their own, which is one of my favorite things. After Razzle Dazzle, it's if you can make the song feel like a different song and your own song. I do love it. They were called Masters of Their Own Craft, which was great. Um, the extra clue they were given here was that they were going to reveal, every performer was going to reveal which of the four panelists they share a connection with. And they said that they had a connection with Jenny and that our time spent on Broadway is what you may remember us from. Mm -hmm. Which ultimately I feel like just led everyone on to guessing casts from musicals or movies. Um, Even though at the end, two of the four judges did guess correctly. But it's funny because like, it's not like it, it, the, the Broadway cast guesses felt like, but none of this has to do with Jenny, right? Because the whole thing is like, we share a connection with Jenny and you might remember us from our time on Broadway. And the connection was, well, she goes to a lot of Broadway shows, (laughs) Um, which uh, frankly, the mass singer, I would not be surprised if that was the connection, but ultimately at the end, when they get unmasked, I like how Jenny talks about how it was actually related to the new year's Eve performance, which was on Broadway. So that's actually quite clever. I really liked that clue at the end. But as you mentioned, it kind of sent the other judges off on a little bit of a wild goose chase when it comes to all of the random assortment of Broadway casts that they were guessing. Yeah. So then we move over to the Medusa, right? Who performs next? Well, you missed out on all of the ragging on Nick not wearing a shirt. Which I didn't, I only caught the lower third, I think, for Robin, but the one for Nick was semi dressed for the semi finals. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, he seemed to have lost his shirt somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and what was it? I think Nicole had another comment that was like, you know, you're down to the semi finals when he's got his nips out. And not that specifically, that would be a little bit too risque, I think, for primetime Fox, but you know, it's something along those lines. It's a family show, Liana. Relax. <laughs> Get your nips out for the macaw. No, Medusa's next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no nips then. Exactly. Okay. So then we get to the Medusa next. And the Medusa talks about how they, they're they on the show and the person that was closest to them would have 100% been a fan of the show. They lost this person in 2020. Uh, They were young and it was sudden. So no clue from where I'm standing. Just backstory on the Medusa. Yeah, maybe that's what it is, right? Because to me, that's a huge clue, right? But as you said, it's just backstory. Like it's it's a clue, but 
not a, oh, it's a horseshoe, right? Which to me is more of the classic clue that we get in previous seasons. So like here, I would say the ship that we saw in her clue package or the picture of Sarah McLaughlin. Like those were the types of things that are like more traditional clues versus the backstory side of things. Yeah, and it's not like we've not had backstory clues from the jump. I mean, the the first clues I think of from season one are the monster and how, you know, T-Pain's life and like his upbringing, like we're hearing a, a sadder, mm-hmm. like his story, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like these were never present, but I feel like here, it just feels like it's mostly that and not so much, uh, oh, um, another chess piece or right. uh, a music thing. It's none of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, no, totally. I definitely see what you're saying. Um, I would be interested to go back and watch the first season again and like remember what those clue packages were like. Cause part of me is like, am I making this up in my head? But I, at the moment with no research done whatsoever, think that there are less of those sort of clever visual or audio clues maybe. Yeah, and I think mostly um, the reason it's coming up now in conversation for me is potentially the way this episode went, where I you will get there. I'll 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 bring it back. I'll bring it back to topic. Okay, Okay. Liana, you're gonna have to talk about this performance because it's one of your favorite songs. So go ahead. Oh my. Okay, look here. Okay, all right. So look, here's the thing. I thought that the California Roll Them Call were like for sure gonna make it, but as soon as Medusa starts singing the song, one, I love Hozier. Hozier, Hozier, however you say his name. I love him. He, he, I have his albums on repeat. Look, it's a thing. It happens. So she does take me to church. And I, oh, I like, as I was listening to this, I was like, I hate that I love this performance. Like, not only do I like the song, I felt like there was a lot of, there was less of the over singing. Her on stage with the gold and all the pyrotechnics just looked so good. Like, so good. The way it was reflecting off her costume. I genuinely think that this is one of her best, if not the best performance that we've seen from her so far. This I couldn't a, help myself. I wanted to hate it. This was a winning performance to me. This Ugh. was an incredible performance to me. And I told you last week that you were wrong about Medusa coming third. Like there was no shot to me that Medusa was on that trajectory. I feel like there's a, this is the moment where you got to pivot. And I feel like Medusa performed like they were not going to perform again. They left everything on that stage and I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, I do love when you can do the low notes and like build up and then you Mm -hmm. belt out the next one and it's just out of this world. Um, Literally the judge from the judges. I have two words front runner. And this came on the heels of them saying that this was a very close matchup and anyone could take it immediately. Like, nope, front runner. Okay. The Medusa's connection was to Robin and it was to alluding to the fact that their voices took them on a journey and that journey, they both got platinum on that journey. So again, platinum performing artist. We had a couple mm-hmm. of guesses. I do not believe anyone here guessed correctly. No. And that was the other thing. My little narrative brain flagged. I was like, oh God, no guess from Medusa. Because we have heard all of them guessed before, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that we didn't get, you know, we did hear Jenny mention Pentatonics in the beginning, but she then ended up switching for her, you know, editing. Yeah, exactly. For her like edited guess, she went with that. And then here, no Bishop Briggs again. We get Robin with Grimes. Nicole was like, IDK, my BFF Jill. And then Ken, I think, said Dido. And 
no Bishop Briggs. So I was just between the comp, between the performance and then the like narrative stuff. And then also you mentioned it, the, you were savage, slayed the competition, all those compliments. Oh man. I was, I was, I, I was like, she's going to the finals. She's absolutely going to the mm-hmm. finals and the macaw is going to go home. I'm so sad. That's <laughs> I how like, I felt as well. sad. <laughs> yeah, no, to me, that's how it felt as well. Was that I was like, okay, so Medusa's in the next round. California roll is officially in danger. What is the macaw going to do? That's really what we're down to. What is the macaw going to do? So then we get to the macaw and the macaw's clue package. There is a voting sign, a vote sign, which one of the judges came on. Like, you know, they do the little like side video of them. Like, oh, vote sign. Maybe they were in a political drama. It's like, no, that's clearly a singing (laughs) competition vote thing. Come on. Which they later corrected. I'm pretty sure when uh, Nicole was going in on it, potentially this is David Archuleta. So they, uh, they did that for another one too, where they like showed something and then it was like, uh, maybe it was the, oh yeah, it was the California roll, the number one on the specials. And Jenny was like, maybe they had a number one at the box office. I was like, mm-hmm. what about this screams movie to you? Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So, 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 so we get to this performance and the song is what makes you beautiful by one direction. Okay. It was fine. It was okay. It did not feel like it was going to get you to the next round. The audience was very much into it and singing along. It felt like I was at a karaoke bar and people were going ham on the song Mm -hmm. choice. Not to say that the macaws sounded like they were at a karaoke bar performing because that could come off as insulting. I'm not saying that. But after the first two songs we had seen that they were so powerful, this felt like Gigi's. Thanks for coming in, Macaw, mm-hmm. but third place is where you're going to go home. Genuinely felt like it's over. At that point in my notes, I wrote, bye, Macaw. I genuinely mm-hmm. thought that was that. Uh, I mean, I didn't write that, but I was right there with you. I My, my reaction to the performance was like, oh, this is good. It's great energy. He got some of his runs in. He's got the ad libs. I think it got a little bit better as it went along. You also, as you mentioned, you had the audience singing along. But yeah, I similarly didn't get this like, oh my gosh, I'm blown away. What powerful vocals. This person is the best singer I've ever seen. Right? Like that was not the takeaway that I had. Not that the performance wasn't fun and not that he wasn't an amazing singer, but it's just, it's not that sort of knock my socks off kind of performance. Right. So I felt like it's done in my notes. I also wrote the Macaw needs to kill it on the, in the battle Royale to stand a chance. Mm-hmm. But then they started panning out to the audience and the audience are loving it. They're singing along. They're mm-hmm. like jumping around. That's when I got nervous. I was like, okay, you know what? Uh-huh. I feel like the Macaw has the audience right now. And I don't know necessarily if I feel like it's going to, it's going to work out in the way I think it is. But also, I felt like there were moments of the song where the Macaw was out of breath. Mm. I I kind of got that sense, too. I think also because we've seen such good breath control from him. So it was a little bit of a like it maybe was a, a little bit out of character from what we've seen with the Macaw. I also noted the same thing about the audience that they look like they were having so much fun. And then I put myself in that the seat as an audience member. 
Bruh, I would have been living. Like, first of all, that song is super fun. You get balloons dropping from the audience. You know, you've got the backup dancers. There's so many wonderful colors. Like in terms of the razzle dazzle and especially the experience of being immersed in that performance, I think that must have been the best one. Yeah, they definitely seem to have enjoyed themselves in the audience. And then the judges, we get to the clue. And Macaw's clue is that me and Nicole have the same love for the Philippines. And Nicole immediately says, I feel like this is David Archuleta. Also, then Nicole's the one who points out the voting thing could have been American Idol, which David Archuleta mm-hmm. was in. So she zeroes in that this is David Archuleta. Robin says it's Daniel Bedingfield. Robin, thank you for playing Mass Singer. This is not your week. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and then, what? Well, yeah, who who said Daniel Radcliffe? Because it was like, oh, wait, I, I didn't even write that. I was so insulted. It's like, <laughs> this is not Harry Potter. Stop it. Yeah, but also he was Weird Al too. Okay, so put some respect on his name. Have you watched and, the movie? Yeah. Why are you lying to me? No, I have. I just oh. didn't tell you. Why? Because it was when I was re-listening to a bunch of Weird Al and I thought you'd make fun of me. Well, you're not wrong, but you don't have to yeah. not tell me that. That's, yeah, but you. Just I watch said weird you're stuff that you think is is silly as well. Mm, how dare you? How dare you? How dare okay. I? Why yeah. do you have an insecurity about this? I already know you're weird. Nothing's going to change but, that. You know what? That's so true. Like yeah. you're going to make fun of me regardless. Also, so I think it just doesn't really matter what it's about. I'm just plug and play. I feel it's like not- this is a better thing for me to make fun of you for than some of the other stuff I make fun of you for. <laughs> Are you saying you need more fodder? No, I'm saying <laughs> you need more fodder because <laughs> some of your other uh, stuff is worse. I am your fodder. <laughs> Booyah, Yikes. I am your fodder. All right, whatever. Look, who's who's counting? Uh, um, okay, what? What are we talking about? Oh, okay, yes, Philippines. All right, so back to the Philippines. So I control F on David Archuleta's Wikipedia page, my classic go-to move. And I Googled Philippines or, well, Control Found Philippines. Anyway, he released his fourth album, Forevermore, exclusively in the Philippines. There you go. Congratulations. Thank you. Took a lot of work. Like Nicole had already confirmed the Philippines connection for us. Okay, she said another person who is well loved in the Philippines. All right. She didn't actually give the details. I'm just here to provide the facts, people. You're welcome. Thank you. We do appreciate you. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. That's all I got. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So then we get to the Battle Royale. It's Battle Royale time. The order they put the performances in were mm-hmm. California Roll, Macaw, and then Medusa. If you're put in the middle, that's not a good spot for you in the Battle Royale. Right? That feels like they don't trust you to land or take off. They, you know, it's like, yeah, which is weird because I, you can't even make a sandwich analogy because then it's like, yeah, you're the good stuff in the middle and then it's bread on each side. This is like mm-hmm. if a sandwich was backwards and it's patty, lettuce, tomato, bread, and then lettuce, tomato, patty, which wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, first of all, there's a takeoff joke with the macaw because it's a bird. So there you go. And can we go back to this burger thing? What did you say? Patty? lettuce like an inverted burger yeah but where's the bread in the middle i think the bread and the burger are the best part of a burger you think well yeah i mean you can't have a burger without those two key ingredients at minimum but (laughs) so that would be silly it's not a burger if there's no bread or i guess if there's no yeah. yeah but a patty i didn't say beef so. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it could be, could be, could be beans, could be whatever. You know, I love me some beans. Good source of fiber. Anyway, what's the worst part of the burger? Are you saying the lettuce? I feel like people can take or leave a lettuce or a tomato or an onion. Again, they're not key. Co- the, uh, the whole like point lettuce. of me saying that, I, you are weird. You eat lettuce like it's a snack. It like is. It's Liana, how do you how do you eat lettuce a la carte? Let the audience know. (laughs) Okay, so since we've already established that I'm weird and we need to embrace that, I like those romaine. You know how at the grocery store you can buy those romaine lettuce like it's three of them in a bag and it's the romaine lettuce heads. So I'll just grab a romaine lettuce head and I'll just I'll just eat it. Like I hold it with my hand. Like I don't chop it up. I don't make a salad. I just hold it with my hand and I take bites of it and I eat, I eat it. And she That's doesn't. Weird. No, I know one weird. said it was weird. No what one said it was weird. Weird is if I took a whole iceberg head and I like bit into it like an apple. That's weird. Oh yes. The type of lettuce is what would make it weird. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Romaine fine. Iceberg weird. It's because romaine lettuce, it's like eating. It's like it's like you you just eat down the little you just go um num num like eat down the stalk. But like if iceberg lettuce, you're like taking a bite out of something that's going to unravel. Like, what am I? What? Like, what? That don't make no kind of sense. It's got to be romaine. Just saying. <laughs> that is your opinion. 
<laughs> but okay, I what's will... the weirdest food that you eat? Uh, you tell the audience. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You don't eat weird food. You Actually, eat, like, no, crackers. I do. I. I think, um, and this is a thing that uh, Persians would back me up on, but potato chips, primarily like cheesy, like Cheetos, sometimes potato chips with yogurt is a good combination. Yeah, I guess because I guess that is that is definitely an, an, a more odd combination. I think because I've had it before, but probably because of you that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, good. Because I think this is not the first time I've said this on this podcast. And you the last time you roasted me, you went in. Yeah, but now I've had it and it's good. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't go so far to say like Cheetos, but potato chips is with like plain, like non-sweet yogurt is like thick, oh, plain yogurt, yogurt is the best of the yogurts for sure. I like my 20 grams of protein yogurt. What happened to Volcanos. you? What happened to you? What do you mean what happened to me? The beans, my specific yogurt with this specific thing in it. Oh, a head of lettuce. It's not a head of lettuce. I said it's the romaine lettuce heads. No, it's a head of lettuce then. That's what I'm hearing. No, <laughs> no. I think when people think a head of lettuce, they think of a head of iceberg lettuce. They think of the ball. Like the, the round head Liana, of lettuce. I speak for everybody when I say the shape of the lettuce does not matter. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The shape of the leaves and the way that they attach to their little like stem thing matters because it is much harder. It is, I'm sure, infinitely harder to eat a head of iceberg lettuce than it is to eat a stalk of romaine because you just go chomp, chomp, chomp like down the stalk of romaine and it all stays together because the, all of the leaves are fixated at the same spot. You know what? Maybe I should try to eat a head of iceberg lettuce and see how it goes. You know, All right, I'll report thing. back. Why are you getting defensive over something that you're happy to eat? I am. I'm, I'm just explaining my position. I'm just look. I'm not fired up about the Mass Singer. Okay, so it's just it's going to translate. Oh, so we're going to blame lettuce. we're going to blame Mass Singer for everything today, are <laughs> we? Fox's fault. <laughs> yes. It also, I got a parking ticket. That's the Mass Singer's fault. You got a parking ticket. No, I bike to work. What am I going to get a ticket on my bike? Is that a thing? No, Do people no but you said I got a parking ticket. ticket so I was curious. It's a, it's a it's a joke. It's a bit because that would be funny, right? Because it's like, what's the thing that's completely unrelated? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not laughing. Oh. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. No, okay. I'm laughing. All right. Yeah. See, there we go. It's just, you know, it's when you explain things that it becomes funny. So speaking of something that was funny, but not in a funny way, was the fact what? that they said it was a game of rock, paper, scissors to announce the order. Like that's what established the order or whatever. And I was like, show me, show me. Where are the goods? Show me the rocks. Show me the papers. Show me the scissors. Also, how does a three-way rock, paper, scissors work? Oh, it's easy. What do you mean it's easy? If me, you, and a third party were doing rock, paper, scissors, okay? Yeah. And it's like, oh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And then you and I put out rock and that person puts out paper, they okay. win automatically. Yeah, right? but what do they win? First to go first? Yes. If they eliminate two people, then they go first. Yeah, but what if they don't want to go first? I mean, do they, they get choose. The they get, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wanted more detail. There is way more outlandish stuff that happened on this episode than you not getting to watch three people do rock, paper, scissors for five minutes. 
I'm sorry. Explain to me how that is not hilarious to watch a California roll, a Medusa and a macaw play rock, paper, scissors. That's hilarious. That's TV gold. I don't. I'm happy to have not seen it because I would have hated to discuss the logistics of. Okay, so definitely you in that instance, you should go scissors so you can go second. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Always throw rock, baby. In riots and in rock, paper, scissors. What? What? (laughs) I don't know. It's the first thing that popped into my head. I just say the things that happen in my brain. It's all that lettuce you're eating. It's not letting you process thoughts properly. (laughs) What do you think? It's like getting stuffed up. It's like too much fiber. (laughs) It stops the brain. In this instance, uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll do a. I'll do a study on it. You make me want to run away from this podcast, but Bruno Mars's "Runaway Baby" was the song of choice for the battle royale. Okay. Yeah. Did you hate that? No, it was fine. Um, I don't hate Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. What? Sure. What are you drinking? Water. Weird flex, but okay. Um, yeah, I don't hate Bruno Mars. Okay. So <laughs> runaway baby, California roll goes first. And listen, if you like good vocals, good razzle dazzle, this was the performance for you. We're talking harmonizing. There was literally a beatboxing role. At one mm-hmm. point, one of the roles was beatboxing, and they made the song sound like their own. It was razzle dazzle for days, performance for days. And when I heard this, I thought, all right, easy pickings. California roll just solidified that they're staying. I'm not worried. McCaw went next. It was it was fine. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it still didn't beat California roll. Can mm-hmm. you, do we agree? Are we on the same page so far? Yes. Okay. And then the Medusa went on and Medusa took it all down. Like literally dominated. The Medusa had no problems this episode for me. It was the perfect night for Medusa. Mm -hmm. So Medusa locked it in. I genuinely thought, okay, Macaw is leaving. Good night. And, and if I'm being honest, part of me was also ready to come shove it in your face that you you lost the draft. Um, <laughs> so I was okay. I was keen on that too. But I, I felt vindicated is what I felt, Liana. Can I be honest? I felt yeah. vindicated that I had said, Macaw is fine. Macaw is not mm-hmm. amazing. And I remember being told, nope, you're wrong. Macaw is amazing. And to this episode, I actually felt like what I was saying made sense. As opposed to some of the other times where I'm like, okay, I'm clearly like, I said I don't like the Macaw and I got to lean in. Here, mm-hmm. I felt like Macaw wasn't it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who made the finals? <clears throat> You're not going to win anyway. Uh, no. Why would you the, say that? B- because you tried to be mean. Who's made the finals? To whom? To me. To whom? No. Why? What did I do? You just said, well, who made the finals? Yeah. It's fact. It's facts don't care. <laughs> it's facts it's just facts yes i i look forward to you making the finals <laughs> me not making the finals and both of us not winning equally <laughs> that 
That's so true, though. And also because of the harp. All right. Wait. All right. Okay. Hold on. All right. So let's go back. Okay. Let's go back to the battle royale. So I will say I do echo most of your thoughts. The one thing that I would say was a little bit different for me was like, I'm not a huge fan of the scream singing. So when Medusa whipped that out a little bit in this version, I was like, not my favorite but i did like that she definitely made it her own it had the different pacing than the other two songs which you also saw with the california role like the judges I mentioned like, this too you know how when okay so you're familiar with with geometry right uh big math fan over here <laughs> doesn't surprise me miss lettuce um <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not laughing in a mocking way. Um, <laughs> that's I was gonna say that's Dr. Lettuce, but I snorted at my own joke. <laughs> you snorted at the thought of your own joke. <laughs> I didn't even get to say it. What, what is this episode? <laughs> this podcast needs to be scrapped. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cancel Mass Singer. Cancel us. Cancel everybody. It's uh, over. I blame the Mass Singer for this. <laughs> <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you have to go ahead and do this, Mass Singer? Yeah, okay. this is your fault and that parking ticket. <laughs> so the laws of geometry, okay? Angles. Yes. Okay? 90 degree angle kind of looks like an L. Um, an acute angle, an obtuse angle, laws of singing. When a uh -huh. singer starts going closer to a right angle or an acute angle, that shows that they are really putting their heart in it. So the the yell singing that you're highlighting from the Medusa, uh -huh. I could see it not being for everybody for sure, but that body language dictates I'm putting everything on the line. And I think that energy is exuded into the audience, into the judges of, wow, she really wants it. Look how acute her angle is, you know? Aw, you're cute. I try. You're, you're up to sometimes, but mostly acute. Oh my God, all the time. That just reminds me of, um, uh, yeah, I guess it was season, was it season eight of Drag Race, Dragometry, Rectangle, Girls of the World. Now that's all I can think about. Yeah, definitely same. Yeah, same. All right. So the leaning backwards and the pat, like, uh, so what you're saying is that the angle at which their back is bending is indicative. If you have of angles, if you're standing straight up the whole time, that could seem nervous. That could seem unenthusiastic. Whether you lean back or lean forward, angles mm -hmm. in music equal passion, equal energy, and equal determination and grit. Well, I will say I do like that song, Lean Back. So it's hard not if to. We're thinking about Remy Ma and Fat Joe leaning back. Paris Squad. Right? Sure. I don't remember. Uh, that's that's passion. That's music. So are you telling me that the macaw was standing up straight then? Mostly. I feel like not a, not as much angle as as the Medusa. All right, we'll have to go back and do the math. Yeah, get a protractor out for the <laughs> for your screen. <laughs> yeah, I got that compass, baby. Basically, to, to put it in simpler terms, I felt like even if the vocals could have been shaky at any point, it was very clear in the body language that the Medusa was in it to win it. Whereas with yeah. the Macaw, I've, I felt this new term 
enter my vocabulary for Mass Singer in the last couple of weeks is oomph. And mm-hmm. I felt like on the night, McCall lacked the most oomph of the three performers. I see what you're saying. I, 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 and this could be my bias. I still think his vocals are just so incredibly solid. And I think he just sounds amazing. But I do... I do understand. And I rank think Liana me, on the night, rank the three. No in order. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Oh my God. I would probably say California roll Medusa Macaw. Thank Don't you. make me. That's mean. <laughs> okay, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Whether or no. not we debate about what? what because, because, that? no, I just wanted you to say that because I want it on record that. You are someone who clearly has appreciated and enjoys the the musical stylings of the macaw. Yeah. And for you, and, and you have macaw in your draft, so you have nothing but nothing, you have everything to lose if the macaw goes out here. But for I you to admit that, I think is huge. And I appreciate that. I should have lied. I made a huge mistake. All right, I rescind. Macaw. Is, uh, too late. Medusa, California rolls. This is baby. canon now. This is canon. It's on the, it's on the episode. Nick Cannon. All right. Here's, let me, okay. Let me walk you through what I thought was going to, okay, wait, no. So first (laughs) of all, I thought there was no way in H-E double hockey sticks that the California roll was going home. To me, this was between McCaw and Medusa with California roll being the clear person who will make it to the finale. So as a result of this, Oh, the other reason I thought this too is because in the Battle Royale, they the audience is cheer like they include in this episode the audience cheering for the California roll. Then go on to say that both the audience and the panel get a vote. Where previously in the Battle Royales, it was just the panel who got a vote. But because the audience didn't get to eliminate it or like move someone on, right? They allowed the audience to get a vote. So I was like, all right, the combination of them showing the audience cheering for the California roll. And explicitly mentioning that the audience was going to get a vote. I thought, okay, California Rolls got this locked up. I think Medusa's got this. I don't know. It's between Medusa Macaw, Medusa Macaw, Medusa Macaw. Gumma M's all tied up in a tube. So when the California Roll was named the eliminated contestant, (laughs) my jaw dropped to the floor. I exclaimed the exclaimiest exclamation one could exclaim. Pause the episode and ran to the kitchen. And I was eating and I could hear her footsteps and I knew what had just happened. Stop, <laughs> I knew she had just watched. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I could not believe my little earballs had heard that, that that was the case. I was just, sh- I was, sh- I couldn't believe it. I, I st- like now even having gone through it, I'm still shocked. Like I'm trying to even rationalize like, okay, Maybe the macaw had a really good performance when it came to the audience, like the razzle dazzle, all that. And then the Medusa was really strong with take me to church. And maybe the California roll, the harmonies just didn't work in the auditorium, like in the stage. Maybe that's what it was because we do know that the, the audio in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the stage is just like not as good as it is when you get the vocal mixing on TV. Like maybe that's the case. But even then I just, I guess I just never contemplated the idea that the California roll was going to be eliminated. Like it didn't even cross my mind that this is the situation we were going to be in. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. And and here's the thing. So I tweeted out after watching the episode in my sadness that um, the Macaw should have gone home last night. Uh-huh. Hashtag the mass singer. 
Mm -hmm. uh, four responses as of the recording of this podcast. The responses are as follows. Just not sushi. Second response. I would have sent home either Mm -hmm. other than the California rolls. Yeah. And then Medusa should have gone, in my opinion, I feel like she overperforms, to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone else just replied and said, Medusa should have left weeks ago. All she does is scream. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're all on the same page here. Whether or not you were Team Macaw or Team Medusa to leave, no one was Team California Rolls to leave tonight. <laughs> Correct. And I also did took uh, took a little quick peeksy looksy on Twitter and it was the hashtag justice for California roll or something like that had at least multiple tweets. It wasn't trending or anything like that because come on, but at least there's this general consensus of WTF when it comes to the California roll going home, I think, and I've stood by this and I've said this the entire season to me, they were the first group that I could genuinely have seen winning the mass singers. So I was mm-hmm. so shocked when they went out and I don't, now I'm looking back and I'm like, okay, so the producers of the show must know how big the support is for the California role. So they know that they're going to get eliminated. So is that why we got such a send off for them? I mean, that is a good question because here's what happened, right? So we had ultimately they get announced as getting unmasked. The guesses come in. Jenny and Robin got them right. It's pentatonics. Mm-hmm. And then usually when they do a goodbye, they talk a little bit and then they do a song. And as that song is happening within 15 seconds of it, we get credits and it's out. We're done. Mm-hmm. Now, when it came to pentatonics, they got to perform the entire uh, Radiohead song they had done, Creep, mm-hmm. pretty much the whole thing was on here. Yeah. To me, I think it's a pander to the fans that, yes, you know, have this. But also in my head, I'm like, do you really want to remind us how bad this decision is by y'all by having us hear this right before they go? Yeah, I <laughs> so I just don't. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand the purpose. Is it like, okay, we need to give them a fitting tribute? Because to me, it also just felt like such a slap in the face of like, this is who this is who you lay with. Like, this is who you eliminated. So it almost was like rubbing dirt in the wound a little bit (laughs) with allowing them to have their their full performance. Right. I I was just sad seeing this. It just made me sad. So. I liked it, but at what cost, you know? (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so now I'm reevaluating the reality of the world that I live in where the California roles are eliminated. Now, where do I think the show stands? Because in my head, I had like wrapped it from, from, from when the California roles first performed, I had wrapped it up that I had knocked them as our winner. Like right. I thought, I, I, uh, I mean, they had beat they beat Medusa, right? They beat Medusa yes. to get here. Here's yes, what so, I think is going to happen narratively, uh, right? Okay. There's one of two things that could happen. One of them has to do with the performer, the uh, the mask. One has to do with the person behind the mask. So there are two ways the story ends now. Either you have the Medusa win. Medusa winning would be the first time ever someone 
got pretty much eliminated, saved, and then fought their way back and got to the end and won. Mm -hmm. The wild, the wild card round winner. That's never happened. That's that's a narrative. That's Mm -hmm. with the costume. The other narrative is the macaw. But in order for this narrative to be true, you would have to unmask the person, right? The person being, we believe, David Archuleta, who Mm -hmm. came second in American Idol. Mm -hmm. If that narrative was to happen, David Archuleta, who had a tough time coming second place, gets to the end and wins a competition. That is a narrative here. If the Macaw was to win. However, I feel like you get double narrative if Medusa wins, gets the wildcard win, and the Macaw comes second again, which is also a narrative. I think the Medusa is going to win. I think so too. Like I he- I hear you outline those two options, but and maybe this is because in my French vanilla fantasy, the the California role was going to win and so that runner-up narrative went to the macaw. So now I'm just naturally slotting in the macaw in that runner-up narrative once again. So that's kind of like what I'm stuck on. And I hear what you're saying about, oh, it's the person who got eliminated and fought their way back and they're back in. But then I'm like, why would you not want them to go against a California role? Like, is that not so well, I much thought that'd better? Be the ultimate ending? rematch, right? Yeah, of, uh, exactly. One of them beat one the first time. The other one made it all the way back and they go head to head one last time. I think yeah. the issue is if we're going to let's deep it a little further. I think the issue is I don't I think California rolls losing in a final two would be a lot harder for people to stomach than they went out on third. Mm. Especially if we're seeing people say they thought they were going to win. It's a lot easier to be like, yeah, on the night they, the, on this night, they just got unlucky. The fans got behind the Macaws performer. What, what, you know, Medusa brought the house on whatever. Whereas a one V one we've, I've been saying this, right? Five people is a cheat code. I don't care how good you sound on the other side. You can't have five different people doing different vocal ranges, beatboxing, harmonizing. It's just, it's a cheat code. Yeah, but then I think as a result, they should get graded on a different narrative, right? It's like, okay, so you have this benefit of having extra people. So you you have to still go above and beyond, right? Like you're just maybe starting at a bit of a different level. I'm not saying a better level, but like a different level than someone who's performing solo. And that's why I was so convinced that California Roll was going to win because I felt like for that criteria, they absolutely smashed it yeah see again at the end of the day this is a a a show for families they're never going to deep it that much right (laughs) so it's always going to just be who sounded better who was fun all right that's the one that's it pretty colors i love the colors did you like that every member of pentatonix (laughs) was wearing a t-shirt with the character the california the role that they were specifically Okay, you know what? I never spent that much time like really looking at what is the detail of each of the California rolls. You know, like it was like, oh, they're they're, they're California rolls. They're uh, first of all, they're not California rolls based on what's inside of them and the classic definition of California rolls. And one of them looks like a beat. Is it because he's the beatboxer? He's he looks like a I beat. don't think that's a thing. Okay, I thought the t shirts like- were cute. Yeah, they were nice. I like that they wore the faces of the costumes they were. That was nice. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. It was. Ugh, I'm sorry. I'm just so torn up about this. It's fine. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make my peace with it. The finale is coming next week. One of these two will get crowned. Liana ah. may get crowned as the draft winner, or nobody gets crowned as the draft winner. It's gonna and be Medusa. I'm I am now a hundred percent okay. I was a hundred percent convinced that California was gonna win. Yeah, so maybe I, I, I would say maybe not say hundred percent anymore. Okay. Maybe I am. Na- What's the math on this, Puya? Give me the angles. I am ninety-five radians sure that ninety-five what? Radians. <laughs> what is that? It's uh so you can measure angles in either radians or degrees degrees then just use degrees you weirdo but it's the unit of the angle in the international system of units wow (laughs) one radian is 57.3 degrees so you are 90 90 of those (laughs) (laughs) it was a joke but it's like my parking ticket thing. Do you need me to explain this one too? I'm I'm happy to do so. Boo. <laughs> boo, Liana, boo. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that now, <laughs> and maybe it's because I just, I'm like, I have to be right about something. So let me be right about Macaw coming in second and make myself feel better. Oh boy. I just, I, all right. Look, I'm not saying the show is rigged. Okay. I'm not, I would never in a million years ever say that. Okay. Sometimes on Drag Race, for example, which I'm also not saying is rigged, but like maybe sometimes the producers have a narrative and a story in their head that they really like. And I'm just saying like maybe sometimes potentially the mass Singer could also have a narrative that they really like. The problem with that is you're making an assumption about how the audience is going to react to certain contestants because maybe you are a little bit more positive towards certain contestants than others, but you're assuming that the audience is going to go along with you on that narrative. And I feel like if just maybe that situation was happening here and the Medusa was the one who was chosen for that particular narrative, just saying... I don't see the audience reacting that way. Like, as you mentioned, it was like, I don't care who goes. I just want the California rule to stay. Medusa oversings. Medusa needs to go. Like, I see so much more content in the online discourse about how California rule, A++, Medusa, poopy. Not, again, not saying that that is true. They're all amazing singers. Okay. I'm just saying that, like, the, the audience reaction to what the show is putting out feels, I feel a disconnect between those two things. I mean, they, they got they got me tweeting about it, so I feel like that's See? a bonus, right? Maybe that's what it is. Okay, so you know how some YouTube or not YouTube, like uh, I want to say TikTok, but it could be Shorts, whatever. How they intentionally include a mistake so that people engage with it. So sometimes, yeah, when they do like a mispronunciation. Exactly. So they'll say sushi roll instead of California roll. And people are going to be like, no, it's actually the California roll. And then that's a way to get uh, increased engagement. Mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're doing here they're like let's just create a sh- uh, a mess of a show and everybody will engage and we'll get lots of tweets and there we go hooray and hey that might be the strategy and and let me tell <laughs> you it worked for last night so yep all eyes on next week now moving forward but liana this was fun i think yes. i think we had a good time let the yes. people know where can they find you what else you have going on 
You can follow me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. I am podcasting about Survivor, which is still going on. We're going to have Grace on as our guest for the BMB, and we're going to have a pretty fun game with the impressions inspired by one Robert De Niro <laughs> impression on this past episode. And then Drag Race is back. Speaking of Drag Race, Drag Race is back. Almost the all-star season eight is going to be starting streaming on Paramount plus as of right now, we're recording this tomorrow. So Amon, Beth and I are going to be back to cover that season in full. Thank you. As always, Liana, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. And if you're looking for me on podcasts, I did a bunch this week. So 90 day as always is a good time. I had the penultimate episode done this week. Next week will be the finale. And then I was a guest on Below Deck with Sasha. I hosted the uh, Big Brother recap for Tuesday and Wednesday since most of our friends are in Toronto. I held that down. It was a good time. And uh, yeah, that's about all we've got for you here today. We hope you had fun with us. We'll be back to unmask you next week. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with you. Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and say with you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.